Local news, talk, sports, and the hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Kane 107.5. Good morning and welcome to Bayou Sports here on a big Thursday, September the 28th. I want to wish my son a happy birthday. Uh, He's celebrating one today. Meanwhile, uh, we've got uh, hodgepodge, a little bit of everything. Of course, Major League Baseball winding down, uh, some changes uh, elsewhere in the NFL. Of course, the Saints get Alvin Kamara back this weekend. We'll have a little talk about him and some injury reports. There's still rumblings about uh, teams leaving conferences. Uh, we'll see about that. There's a new Iberian native being a, uh, that was elected to uh, the Louisiana High School, or I should say the Louisiana Hall of Fame. We'll talk about him a little bit. Of course, we have a couple high school coaches on later on today, and as always, our day in, today in sports history. Well, another big night in the majors uh, Wednesday as the Braves clinched the NL's best record. The Cubs fell out of the playoff picture. The Rangers nearly knock off the AL West, and the Astros got one step closer, clinching their seventh consecutive trip to the postseason. Meanwhile, the Astros ate the Mariners three as Houston took back its one-and-a-half-game wild-card lead over Seattle that saw the benches clear, though the Strohs gained no divisional ground on the Rangers, who shut out the Angels 5 nothing. Meanwhile, the Yankees 6, the Blue Jays nothing. Toronto's second straight loss means the Astros and Mariners remain on the, their heels for the second wildcard spot, and Aaron Judge belted two more homers last night. Meanwhile, in just uh, the Cubs suffer another brutal loss to Atlanta in their fifth loss uh, this month after leading in the eighth inning or later, dropping them out of the wild card uh, entirely. The Braves. Well, well, no, they're not out of it. There's still four games left, and they're tied with Miami. Uh, but Miami must have a tiebreaker. They do. They do. And uh, meanwhile, the, Bra- the Braves uh, do it for the second night in a row. They score runs late in the game uh, to defeat the uh, Cubs. And uh, and uh, after this, I think they have uh, – do they play tonight or they head yeah. now to Milwaukee? No, they play tonight. And uh, then they head to Milwaukee. Yeah. Is that correct for their last three games? So Four uh, games. But uh, the, the idea now that the Braves have clinched uh, best – record in the National League. Hopefully they call off the dogs because that lineup is brutal. One after another. And the Brewers too have nothing really to play for. Their position, playoff position is set. So uh, I'm hoping the Cubs have uh, an easier road these next four games. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how it all winds down. Meanwhile, the Orioles, five, the Nationals won. The O's held the Nats just to one run in their four-game series. The fewest runs per game allowed in a season against an opponent in Major League history. Meanwhile, AL East, the Orioles and Rays both won, so Baltimore remains two and a half games ahead of the Tampa Bay and is now just one win or a raised loss from clinching uh, the AL wild card. The Blue Jays lead over the Astros for the second wild card is down to just a half a game while the Mariners are one and a half games uh, behind Houston for what uh, that final spot. Out in the AL West, the Rangers have all but wrapped up uh, this up, leading the Astros by two and a half games. Any combination of two Texas wins or Houston losses will clinch the division for the Rangers. Meanwhile, in the NL wild card, the Diamondbacks extended their lead for the second wild card uh, to two games over the Marlins, who have the same record as the Cubs, but hold the tiebreaker. As you mentioned, uh, the Reds are one and a half games back uh, with that. So uh, with that, uh, anyway, uh, just a lot going on in that uh, <laughs> those races. Meanwhile, Ronald Acuna Jr. stole his 70th base 
on the year Wednesday night, lifting it out of the ground and raising it up like a trophy. You, you know, that really PO'd me because, one, it's not like a ball. It's not like the, the ball, uh, you know, where they take that out of the game, first major league hit, uh, special home run, whatever. They may remove that. The, the base is going nowhere. Yeah. There, there is no reason to stop the game and celebrate uh, that accomplishment. And really, if there was a delay of game penalty, it should have been assessed. Well, uh, you remember Ricky Henderson picked up the base when he broke the record back in the day, and I am the greatest was his a cry. Meanwhile, Acuna is the first member of the 40-homer, 70-stolen-base club, a truly remarkable feat that should earn him the NL MVP. Uh, meanwhile, in uh, other sports-related news, well, like we said, the Saints and Derek Carr are leaving all the options on the table as his injured shoulder recovers, of course, uh, the murky uh, side of it, as his immediate outlook may be that Carr and Coach Dennis Allen are not closing the door on anything. The sprained AC joint in Carr's throwing shoulder was suffered a few days ago against the Packers, and it's enough to cast a serious doubt over his ability for Sunday's game. I can't even believe they're talking about him playing Sunday uh, against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and he was an observer for Wednesday's practice yesterday, watching backup Jameis Winston guide the Saints first team offense and uh, he said he's feeling better He'll they'll evaluate him to see where he's at uh, tomorrow today and hopefully we'll be able to get him back out here Alan said adding later that he didn't uh, practice today we'll see where he's at tomorrow with him but I'm uh, not ruling out anything Carr kept up his usual routine meeting with local reporters Wednesday in a session where he described himself as doing good and was not feeling any uh, pain right now of course the responses may just be some uh, gamesmanship uh, uh, or the quarterback and the head coach's part. Meanwhile, presenting the illusion that the slight chance that remains that Carr is in the lineup, forcing the Buccaneers to prepare for the possibility. Anyway, uh, he says, if I'm going to do everything I can do out there with my guys, Carr said, and if I can help it, I, I can play. I'll play. If I'm physically can't play, uh, then uh, I can't play. But if I'm out here, that means there's no fear of re-injury. There's no fear of being able to uh, help the team. Meanwhile, uh, at that moment, I couldn't even pick up my arm. Car said uh, the throw of football after Sunday's game. And if so, it was tough in that moment. You're human. You fear everything. So David Carr playing Sunday. I think the chances are pretty uh, much slim and none. Especially since Derek is the one who's on the roster. That's right. That's right. Anyway, in the meantime, the Saints injury report uh, was released uh, uh, yesterday uh, for week four against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And uh, basically uh, inside, uh, Jordan Howden, uh, a finger uh, safety, uh, did not practice yesterday. Don't understand why with a finger. I mean, uh, I've seen uh, players cut off fingers uh, in playing games. Meanwhile, Derek Carr, right shoulder, did not practice along with guard Cesar Ruiz. A uh, concussion did not practice. Along with cornerback Paulson Adebo, hamstring did not practice. He could have helped the Saints. I think he was hurt during the week last week. He could have helped the Saints uh, uh, in that game up in Green Bay. Meanwhile, tight end Foster Morrow and Jimmy Graham also of uh, Morrow's an ankle. Uh, Graham just rest, neither practiced. Uh, Ryan Ramchak uh, also rest, didn't practice. Meanwhile, for the Buccaneers, uh, their injury reports about the same. Uh, they are uh, Carlton Davis, a toe limited practice, a cornerback. The other cornerback, uh, Jamal Dean, next shoulder did not practice, along with linebacker uh, uh, Dennis Servakia. Uh, did not practice. Uh, also a defensive lineman, uh, Cansey, 
Kalaja, uh, a calf, did not practice, uh, along with Derek Pitts, uh, another cornerback, a hamstring, did not practice. Uh, v. Vita did not practice. Uh, pectoral uh, uh, on the nose tackle. Meanwhile, linebacker Devin White, former LSU uh, player, did not practice. He had a foot injury. So uh, we're going to see who's going to stand up and be counting for either team. Both had seven uh, uh, players that, uh, on the injured list and did not practice for any of the 14. Meanwhile, Alvin Kamara, he's back and hoping he can add some juice to the Saints offense, uh, which really needs some help. Meanwhile, the Saints uh, running back was back at practice Wednesday, making his uh, return from the three-game suspension uh, he served to. And he looked good, said Coach Dennis Allen. He's in shape. He looked explosive today. It's good to have him back out here. And for Kamara, it was good to be back and officially free to resuming playing football without the specter of suspension lingering over his head. Now the hope is at Kamara, uh, well, can he add some playmaking punch to the offense that has lacked it so far, especially out of the backfield, and the timing could not be of any better considering starting quarterback Derek Carr could miss some time with a sprained A.C. joint in his throwing shoulder. In the three games without Kamara in the lineup, Saints struggle to get anything going offensively. Uh, they enter week four a uh, game against the Buccaneers, ranked 20th in total offense, that's 315 yards a game, 27th in uh, per carry, 3.4, and 25th in scoring, averaging 17.7 points a game. And uh, when watching the team from afar, Kamara said he started to feel like a fan. He was wondering uh, what could be with him on the offense, thinking about the uh, things that the uh, team could have done differently. Meanwhile, even though he brought some of those thoughts to his teammates, only get to be rebuffed with his responses like, uh, not that easy. And during his suspension, Kamara retreated uh, to Miami to work out with his personal trainer for some time and keep his body in shape. But uh, while Wednesday was his first practice with the team, Kamara hasn't been uh, completely away because his suspension was for three games and not longer he was able to step foot into the facility after week one win against Tennessee uh, anyway with some restrictions he described them as similar to uh, the restrictions he faced uh, unvaccinated players while teams were under the COVID protocol meaning uh, he often worked out and dined by himself uh, the time away was good for him he said physically though he said most uh, almost feels like a college player getting ready for a 14 game season I was definitely thinking well there's three less games where I get taxed and uh, kind of uh, taking that load and taking those hits so uh Kamara back with the Saints, uh, good to see in that regard. Uh, and uh, hopefully he can add some punch to the Saints offense. It's been pretty much uh, lifeless uh, in the first three games. Uh, uh, they didn't score more than uh, 20 points in any game. Anyway, uh, some good news. Uh, I was trying to look up something earlier this morning, too. Of course, uh, the Louisiana Hall of Fame is inducting a New Iberian native and uh, the Hall of Fame class of 2024 will be enshrined in the Hall of Fame home in Natchitoches to culminate the 65th uh, anniversary of the induction celebration. And uh, New Iberian native and McNeese quarterback Kerry Joseph, a New Iberian native, is considered to be the top quarterback in McNeese State history, leading the Cowboys to a 43-10 and record and a pair of Southland Conference titles. Of course, Joseph helped the Cowboys to their first ever playoff win in 1992 and his first Division I-AA National Semifinal appearance very back in 1995. He threw for 7,874 yards with 67 touchdowns and had 9,674 yards of total offense. He was named the SLC Player of the Year and the Louisiana Player of the Year in 1995. 
after leading the Cowboys to a 13-1 overall record and the number one national seed and ranking. In his 19-year pro career, he played as a slot back for the NFL Cincinnati Bengals and Washington Redskins before winning the World Bowl championship with the NFL's Europe Ryan Fire team back in 98. He later played safety for the Seattle Seahawks before getting a chance to play quarterback as a pro with Ottawa of the Canadian Football League back in 03. Joseph became uh, just one of three CFL players to exceed 4,000 yards passing with 4,466 and 1,000 yards rushing, 1,006 in a single season back in 05, and he went on to be named the CFL All-Star and was the most outstanding player when he helped the Saskatchewan Rough Riders win the Grey Cup in 07. Uh, Joseph was inducted to the McNeese Hall of Fame back in uh, 06 and the Rough Riders Hall of Honor way back in 2019. And Kerry Joseph, a former New Iberia High Yellow Jacket uh, with, uh, I think he was a state champion, a javelin throw. If not, he was uh, one of three of the top javelin throwers in the state way back then as a quarterback for the Yellow Jackets back in his day with uh, them and uh, set a lot of records too, just an outstanding athlete and Congratulations to him uh, on his uh, move up into the Louisiana High School Hall of Fame. Also on that. Sports Hall of Fame. Yes, Sports Hall of Fame, correct. And uh, with that, uh, of course, Drew Brees will be another one to be inducted uh, that particular night, along with Simone Augustus, the fine LSU ladies basketball player. Daniel Cormier of Lafayette, the uh, uh, star-studded, I should say, boxer and all. uh, Also in that field, too, to be inducted into the Hall of Fame uh, is Perry Clark, who got it Tulane back in the, when they brought basketball back to three double NCAA appearances, along with for NIT uh, titles, also also a dear friend of mine to be inducted into the Hall of Fame, uh, a coach for many years, won three state titles with three different high school football teams, uh, coached at Tulane in two different stints, and a good friend of uh, Coach Brennan, that's Frank Monica, uh, being inducted into the Hall of Fame uh, along with that class. So uh, just uh, an outstanding class in that regard, so I want to wish uh, – uh, Kerry Joseph, uh, all the best. Uh, just a fine person, and uh, I think I think right now he's on the Seattle coaching staff. If my memory serves me correctly, I know he's been with that staff for a while, unless uh, with some changes. But uh, Kerry from New Iberia can remember him well, uh, chunking a football around for the Yellow Jackets back in the late '80s and early '90s. So uh, with that, uh, led New Iberia High to a uh, district championship too back in the day. I think with Bill Simon was a head football coach at uh, New Iberia High back in the uh, late 80s, uh, maybe 90, might have been the year. So uh, I know I talked to Bill's son, Cody, yesterday, and Bill's excited about it, happy for him, no doubt. Oh, yes, and uh, with that, uh, just a, a great time for him. Also, uh, Ray Bill, a Breeders' Cup winning jockey from Sunset, is also going to be in that class. So I think it's a 12-member class, and uh, when you think about it, it's a 40-member Louisiana Sports Writers Association committee that selects these inductees, and the panel consisted of 149 nominees from 28 different sports categories on a 35-page competitor's ballot, and those inductees uh, will be announced uh, later this year. It's a 12-person class uh, for 2024 and will swell the overall membership to the Hall of Fame of 492 men and women, athletes, coaches, administrators, sports media members, and all in honoring uh, uh, since 1958 when they uh, inducted the first class. So I was trying to think what I was trying to look up. 
was any other New Iberia inductees. My mind first thinks of Johnny Hector, who might be on that list. Uh, um, that's something I'm going to look up later on and uh, with that. But, uh, again, congratulations to uh, those individuals as uh, they look forward to uh, – uh, bringing that uh, all back in. So I also want to remind folks, too, high school football uh, tonight. Uh, we got a local team playing tonight, not being broadcast, but uh, uh, the Generate Tigers are journeying to Morgan City to see if they can notch their first win. They're going to take on a central Catholic football team that's uh, pretty good, and uh, we'll see how the Tigers come out tonight. They're 4-0, uh, a couple shutouts uh, in games previous. So uh, good luck to them uh, as they look for their – fifth victory of the year in that regard so uh anyway generate tigers uh keep it going so for them uh as i mentioned other games tonight we'll have abbeville at west st mary church point at mamu and oakdale at st edmund of course a whole host of games for tomorrow night we'll be keeping an eye on the karen crow newerby high yellow jacket game uh, which will be broadcast here on kane radio uh airtime around uh 7 30 with a kickoff at seven elsewhere catholic high will... airtime at six ten. okay a little earlier all right in the friday night game correct uh, uh, with Catholic High journeying to Eunice, the Panthers, of course, uh, three and one on the year, looking for that fourth win. They defeated Eunice last year uh, in a game, uh, but uh, we'll see as they travel to Eunice this week. Westgate uh, will journey up to Shreveport to take on uh, Calvary Baptist. Other games in the area we'll keep an eye on. Delcom travels uh, to Westminster Christian for a game uh, over in Opelousas. Lorville will be at Welsh tomorrow night, along with Highland Baptist journeying to take on VC, the Screaming Eagles which looks like might be one of the top teams uh, in the lower classifications in our area. Meanwhile, Erath will be entertaining Denton. Uh, other games in the area, Lafayette uh, will journey to St. Martinville to take on the Tigers uh, with that. So uh, with all those teams, uh, good luck to them. Uh, I know, uh, and uh, would you believe the uh, – uh, football season high school is half over the regular season after games Friday night and Saturday for some of those teams that play in New Orleans over the weekend. But uh, just hard to believe already games uh, just uh, going that fast uh, with high school football. Anyway, just about time to take our next break, uh, or our first break, I should mention, as uh, here on Bayou Sports here on FM 107.5 and AM 1240. We've got a couple of high school coaches coming on in uh, the next segment and the uh, fourth segment. So stick with us. A lot still to talk about. Uh, we'll be right back after this brief message. Hey, guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Cane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. Athletic Field provides challenges that test their competitor. It is in that challenge that you realize you can accomplish things you have never thought you could accomplish. I am Jacob Landry, and I'm running for state representative in District 49. I've created hundreds of jobs, good-paying jobs, that families can build prosperous lives based on those jobs. This is my challenge, and I need your help. Your vote and your support will ignite a bright new future for all of us. Paid for by the Jacob Landry for Louisiana campaign. 
With more than 50 years of pain diagnosis and pain relief experience, Headache and Pain Center offers the latest in interventional pain relief techniques at two locations in Gray and here in New Iberia. Compassionate board certified physicians and the caring staff offer minimally invasive ultrasound and fluoroscopy guided procedures that diminish or eliminate pain without open surgery, opioids, or major downtime. When you're in pain, you know who to call. Headache and Pain Center, 337-560-0880 or go to answertopain.com. Nowadays, none of us can be without adequate insurance coverage, but we still want to be sure we're getting the best value for the money. That's why so many people call the Schwing Insurance Agency to get a quote. The Schwing family has been handling the insurance needs of businesses and homeowners for almost 80 years. You can depend on Schwing Insurance to find the coverage you need at the best price. So before you buy a new policy or renew an existing one, call the Schwing Insurance Agency for a quote at 365-2357. Schwing Insurance, 300 East Main, across from the shadows. Now back to Bayou Sports. Phone lines are open to talk sports at 367-1240. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on a big Thursday, September the 28th. Uh, on the line with us uh, this morning is New Arbor High School Yellow Jacket coach uh, Josh Lemon. Good morning, coach, and welcome to the show. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Uh, you're welcome, coach. Of course, uh, take on another good football team uh uh, Friday night uh, here in New Iberia uh, at uh, Nish Stadium, uh, take on the Karen Crow Bears. And uh, uh, before we head into that game, Coach, I want you to uh, give our listeners a little synopsis of the game last week against Southside. You put up some points. Uh, of course, you gave up a few more. But uh, start offense maybe starting to come around for you in a big game for you tomorrow night. Uh, yeah, against Southside, I thought our kids, kids competed really well. Uh we could have easily folded. It was 28 to 7. And then we put up 14 points in the span of like one minute. Uh, scored a touchdown. They got an interception the next play and scored another touchdown. So it was 28 to 20 at halftime. You know, and it just, it was, it was back and forth. The kids battled. And, uh, you know, again, we, we, we played another really good football team. Yeah, no doubt. Coach, uh, any, uh, weather issues? Uh, I know a lot of teams in New Iberia battled, uh, some lightning issues. Yeah, we actually uh, started that game, and it was 7-7 seven to seven with three minutes left in the first quarter. Then we went on a, I think it was around an hour and 15, hour and a half minute rain, uh, lightning delay. So there was a, a we, were, we were sitting in a, you know, a small little space, but with about 60 kids. So again, our kids handled that, that, that well, you know, you know, that's part of a maturing process, being able to handle stuff like that. Yeah, and uh, do you, obviously you don't feel it had any adverse effects, uh, any positive effects by it uh no i don't i mean i don't think either way our kids still competed really well we, you know we were proud of them for that there you go how's the healthier team almost halfway through the season oh uh, we're we're actually very very healthy right now so that's a good thing and it's you know it's a really good thing considering the other teams we've been playing yeah and it doesn't get uh, any easier karen crow uh dominating win i believe it was against sulfur last week what have you seen uh on film from uh the team you've got tomorrow night yeah it's uh you know it's a, it's a little different than it's been you know they're getting a lot of spread type formations they got a quarterback who is really good a sophomore his name's chance babino and uh he, he accounted for almost 600 yards of total offense last week so you know he's going to be tough to contain tough to tough to handle you know we're going to go out there and compete play the best we can yeah, the little bit of prep I've been able to do uh, for tomorrow night's game uh, 
saw that. He uh, is quite the athlete. Uh, does a couple of things. I think he's also uh, the team's punter. Yeah, he, he's also the team's punter, and he's one of their best baseball players also. Yeah, no doubt. So uh, what's the game plan? Uh, how do you uh, attack him? Well, we're, we're going to try and give him different looks, you know, try and, you know, confuse him a little bit when he's throwing the ball. You know, we're going to sometimes put pressure on him, sometimes not. You know, we just, you know, give him different looks and, you know, try and contain him because, you know, good players like that are going to get some. We just got to try and contain him and not let him get, you know, 600 yards worth. <laughs> there you go. Any uh, thing for the fans? No heading into tomorrow night. Uh, no, game time's at 7 o'clock. Well, hopefully we don't have another lightning delay. No, no game doubt. Game time's at 7. Game's at 7, uh, $10 at the gate. The students with their ID, it's $5 at the gate. There you go. You know, we are just before we uh, talked to you, uh, before the break, we were talking about a uh, former Nish football player who's heading to the Louisiana Sports Hall of Fame and uh, Kerry Joseph. Uh, I know you, he may have played before you were coaching at Nish, but... Any uh, thoughts there, pride in the Nish program? Yeah, I mean, I think it's well-deserved. Uh, I, I was lucky enough to meet Kerry uh, a few times. And uh, just, a, you know, I know he was a good athlete. That was way before my time. Uh, but I know he was a great athlete, but he's also a great person. So, you know, good for him and good for, uh, you know, the school. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, we'll look forward to uh, prepping for that. Uh, the, the induction ceremony is still quite a ways away, but having been named to the next class. Coach, anything else uh, you want to share before we let you go? Uh, no, we, you know, we appreciate all the support from our, our fans. You know, it's, it's, you know, we know the gauntlet we're going through, and you know, we're just going to try and keep competing and getting better every week. Yeah, and again, uh, we know it's one of the toughest districts in the state, especially 5A districts, but um, we'll look forward to being there tomorrow night, and uh, best of luck. I right, appreciate it. You bet. Take care. Yeah, good luck, Coach. You know, just uh, just plugging away. I mean, when you look into the Yellow Jackets, I mean, they played, uh, you know, opened up the year against uh, in-town rival Westgate, who's one of the finest programs in the state. Go to Sam Houston to take on them. And uh, and then Acadiana, Southside, who I don't know how far they went last year in the playoffs, but they made a pretty good run. Then they, they take did. on Karen Crow, uh, who's probably one of the top teams in 5A in the state. Uh, and it doesn't get any easier after the game tomorrow night as they take on Opelousas, Barb, Como, Sulphur, and Lafayette. So uh, really a top-heavy schedule to begin the year for the Yellow Jackets. And good luck to Coach uh, 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 Learman in that regard, uh, Yellow Jackets. Uh, just trying to get back in, on one of the top spots as they held for many years uh, with the Yellow Jackets. Uh, Jeff, I don't know if you saw this uh, last night, too. Uh, man, uh, a big basketball trade goes down in the NBA and uh, not only the Bucks get a lot stronger, they also have two of the finest players in the league now. It's just amazing uh, with the Bucks and uh, uh, the new star duo in the NBA, uh, Damian Lillard, uh, just traded to the Bucks on Wednesday in a three-team trade involving Portland, Milwaukee, and Phoenix. And as a part of the deal, Drew Holiday, uh, along with Deandra Aton, along with Tumani uh, Kamara and uh, Picks are going. To the Blazers, the Suns land uh, Yusuf uh, Nurkic and Grayson Allen, uh, Nesser Little, and Kenyon Johnson. Little had spent 11 seasons with the Trail Blazers before requesting a trade on the second day of 
2023 free agency. The Heat were long to be involved with the in the pole position for him, but to acquire the seventh-time All-Star who made it known he wanted to play in Miami. In the end, he was shipped to Milwaukee, which is close to the opposite of Miami. I was going to say, man. <laughs> you know? you know, Green, I think about this with Green Bay. It was so tough for such a long time for them to get free agents uh, because of the small town, uh, the location, northern uh, situation. I think uh, when Reggie, uh, who's the big uh, defensive player? White. Yeah, when Reggie White uh, finally signed a free agent deal, that kind of opened up uh, the floodgates there. But it, it was it's always been a tough place to attract people. But of course, with Lillard and Giannis, uh, we'll become just second teammates in the NBA history to play together. After each average 30 points a game, is there enough basketballs to go around for these two per game in the prior season? Joining Jerry West and Elgin Baylor did it. And on numerous occasions this summer, of course, Yenis uh, publicly questioned Milwaukee's commitment to winning championships. And well, clearly, there you go. That's right. Clearly, those comments did not fall in deaf ears. So, following the trade, the Bucks overtook the Heat as the title uh, favorites uh, next year. And uh, with their new star deal signed for multiple years, they should contend for the foreseeable future. So, uh, uh, this blockbuster could uh, beget another blockbuster trade with the Blazers expected to flip Holiday. Potentially, suitors include the Heat, Clippers, Celtics, and Knicks. Uh, Lillard, uh, the Blazers' all-time leading scorer, released a s- single-titled farewell under his artist handle, uh, Dame D.O.L.L.A. as a thank you to the Portland fans. So, uh, anyway, in the meantime, so uh, a lot uh, to talk about uh, basketball-wise, even though the season, the exhibition season, gets underway uh, with that. Just quickly, uh, some NFL draft news. Of course, Caleb Williams, the returning Heisman candidate, uh, or I said Heisman winner and candidate for a uh, second one, his uh, dream uh, pick uh, for the number one pick in the NFL, where we end up uh, week four, could tell us a lot. The situation, thanks to scheduling uh, coincidence, all of the NFL's remaining winless teams collide Sunday. The Broncos at the Bears, could you see uh, uh, Sean Payton picking up uh, 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 Caleb Williams uh, with the first draft pick. Uh, so uh, that could be decided. The Vikings also, uh, who haven't won yet this year, take on the Panthers. Of course, they have a Heisman Trophy candidate. History suggests the results of those games could decide Williams' fate, notes Yahoo uh, writer. Anyway, consider the numbers. The last time the number one pick went to an expansion franchise was the Texans in 2 in 15 of the 21 drafts since uh, then, 71.4% of the time, the number one pick went to a team that started 0-4. So uh, we'll see. Uh, does Sean Payton have any way to slow down uh, uh, Arizona? Of course, they scored. Uh, they beat uh, the Cowboys last week. <laughs> Nobody thought that was going to happen. And they beat the Cowboys 28-16. to I watched uh, most of the second half of that game, shaking my head as uh, Arizona – Got a lead, just never relinquished it. Uh, meanwhile, the Vikings uh, taking on Carolina. Carolina's got a number one draft choice. Vikings have cousins. Uh, we'll see how that will come about uh, with the games this weekend. Meanwhile, uh, the Ryder Cup uh, gets underway tomorrow. And, uh, of course, with our abbreviated show, won't be able to talk about a lot about many things. Anyway, team captain uh, Zach Johnson and team Europe captain Luke Donnell Match play golf is about so much more than individual rankings, but did you really expect us not to see how Team USA and Team Europe stack up on paper? 
Meanwhile, uh, ranking the field, all 24 participants in this weekend's Ryder Cup fall inside the top 82 of the official world golf rankings. Uh, the Americans have more depth, all 12 inside the world top 25, while the Europeans are more top-heavy, three of the top four. Of course, Scotty Scheffler, the number one player in the world, followed by Rory McElroy of uh of uh, uh, Great Britain, John Rahm, uh, also a European, uh, Victor Hovland, uh, number four. Of course, the, the U.S. gets back in with Patrick Cantlay at five, Alexander Shuffley at uh, six, Max Homa at seventh, uh, Matt Fitzpatrick, a European, at eighth, Brian Harmon, a United States, at nine, Wyndham Clark at ten, a U.S., uh, European, Terrell Hatton, followed by Jordan Spieth at twelve, Tommy Fleetwood uh, of Europe, at uh, 13, Brooks Kapka at 14 for the U.S., Colin uh, Kawa at uh, 15, Sam Burns, uh, Louisiana native at 16, Step Skratka at 22, a European, Justin Thomas, we all know about Ricky Fowler, uh, two United States players, Shane Lowry, uh, European, along with Justin Rose, a European, uh, Robert McIntyre at number uh, 22, uh, Ludgiv, uh, Aberg at number 80 from Europe. And at last but not least, uh, Nikolai, uh, uh, Hogard, uh, at, uh, 24. So, uh, anyway, the Union Jack is technically the official flag of McElroy. It's Northern Ireland. And though we would have used the, uh, banner, another banner, the country's official, uh, still recognize the flag if that were, uh, emoji, uh, for it. Uh, meanwhile, just, uh, quickly before we head to our next segment, uh, 82 years ago today, believe it or not, uh, a 22-year-old Red Sox star, Ted Williams, ended the season with a 406 batting average, and no major league player has ever broken 400 since. Of course, they had a couple of them that come close. George Brett comes to mind in 1980. But with that, you know, Williams technically had a three-point uh, or point three nine nine five average. Uh, heading into the last day of the season, technically it'd be rounded up to hit uh, 400. But Williams uh, told his manager that I think Bill Cronin that I'm going to play today. We got a double header. He went six for eight in the double header and ended up hitting. He was four for five in the first game and uh, two for three in the second game and ended up hitting 406. Of course, the last man to hit 400 in the major leagues, but. Uh, he never would have thought about setting, sitting out that game, and he had no interest in doing that. And Teddy Ball game uh, suited up for Boston, and uh, in that doubleheader, as I mentioned, he went six for eight to raise his average to four or six. And his final numbers that year, he's third in the majors. Uh, he had three, 37 homers. He had 120 RBIs. He had a four or six batting average of 553. On base percentage in a 735. He had 147 walks that year against you. Ready? 27 strikeouts and his war rating was 10.4 wins above replacement and despite those gaudy numbers uh, most of which led baseball he finished second for the al mvp uh anyway uh in 1941 when he hit 406 because joe dimaggio by that year had a 56 game hitting streak he won the mvp that year and uh that Anyway, elsewhere uh, in baseball today, I don't know if you realize it, but 1920, uh, those eight members of the Black Sox, uh, the 1919 Chicago White Sox, were indicted for throwing the World Series with all eight untimely banned for life in the infamous Black Sox scandal. But to be known, they were all acquitted. 
And Judge Kennesaw Mountain Landis the next day said, no, nah, we're not going to have that. And uh, that's when all the bo- billboards came up in the locker rooms to this day. Do not bet on gambling and uh, stay away from it. Also on this date, uh, the Dutchman, Norm Van Brocklin, threw for a record 554 yards in a single opening victory over a short-lived team called the New York Yanks. That record still stands. Uh, anyway, we'll see uh, with that uh, with the Dutchman. Of course, after he retired, he led the Eagles to uh, a championship in 1960 over the Packers, the only uh, playoff game uh, Vince Lombardi ever lost. They, uh, pa- the Eagles beat the Packers, I think, 17-13 to in that game. And uh, with that, Norman Van Blocken, the very next year, he's he's the uh, head coach of the Minnesota Vikings uh, to open the 1961 season. Uh, never been a coach before, but the Vikings gave him the job. So uh, with that. Anyway, uh, on TV tonight, uh, football, pro football, we'll see if the Packers can keep it going. They host the Lions tonight at Lambeau Field with a 7-15 kickoff and a matchup of the NFC North uh, front runners. So Green Bay and Detroit uh, in there. So a tie for the lead with two and run records. Of course, uh, they lead the Bears and the Vikings, who are both 0-3. The Lions are a one-and-a-half point pick in that game. Uh, with that, of course, college football tonight, Temple at uh, Tulsa. Uh, that game on ESPN, uh, a 7.30 kickoff, Middle Tennessee at Western Kentucky on the CBS Sports Network. And finally on ESPN New uh, U, Jackson State at Sam Houston State uh, with that t- Middle Tennessee, a dog to Western Kentucky, a 6.5. Jackson State, a uh, 6.5 favorite over Sam Houston State. And Baseball tonight, um, 11 games, Rangers at Mariners. That's going to be on at 9.30. It's a game night. Uh, Jordan Montgomery versus Logan Gilbert. Uh, we'll see how that uh, will decide some of the races. Of course, uh, your Cubs tonight, uh, They do they go in Milwaukee tonight? No, no as we said earlier, they're still in Atlanta for one more. Oh, that's right. That is correct. Before they head to uh, uh, Milwaukee to end the season. Anyway, uh, let's go ahead. You're listening to Bayou Sports here on a big Thursday, uh, September the 28th. We'll be back with more right after this. Is it time for a new roof or to repair the old one? Hi, this is Jake Blanchard with L.A. Classic Roofing. We're a third-generation roofing contractor that has been in the business for over 70 years. As a locally owned and operated company, we're also licensed and insured for your peace of mind. We offer free estimates and a $100 referral fee for full roof replacement. Check us out on Facebook at L.A. Classic Roofing. And the number to call is 465-3888. L.A. Classic Roofing, professional roofing solutions since the 1950s. Nowadays, none of us can be without adequate insurance coverage, but we still want to be sure we're getting the best value for the money. That's why so many people call the Schwing Insurance Agency to get a quote. The Schwing family has been handling the insurance needs of businesses and homeowners for almost 80 years. You can depend on Schwing Insurance to find the coverage you need at the best price. So before you buy a new policy or renew an existing one, call the Schwing Insurance Agency for a quote at 365-2357. Schwing Insurance, 300 East Main, across from the shadows. Hey, guys. Guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Cane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. 
Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. Become a part of something bigger and join the team. We're currently hiring for drivers, warehousemen, riggers, crane operators, and forklift operators to work out of Port Fouchon. So apply now at danos.com or call 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. Now back to Bayou Sports on the all-new Kane 107.5. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio, FM 107.5, AM 1240. And as I mentioned about the uh, Detroit-Green Bay game tonight, uh, of course, uh, the uh, NFL will be in uh, Europe again, uh, I believe, this weekend over in London, Wembley Stadium, as Atlanta the Falcons will uh, journey. Uh, they'll be... Uh, the visiting team against the Jacksonville Jaguars, of course, Atlanta. That's going to be on ESPN at uh, 8.30 uh, Sunday morning uh, as the NFL continues to play games overseas to see what kind of reaction. I'm pretty sure it's going to be a sellout. Uh, the weather conditions over there, high of 68 degrees Fahrenheit, uh, low of 51, I'm sure, in the evenings. But uh, Atlanta is a three-point dog in that game as Jacksonville comes in with a 1-2 and two record, Atlanta 2-1. and one. Of course, Atlanta lost last week. Uh, uh, they're our first loss of the year. Uh, Atlanta's averaging about 18.3 points a game, while the Jaguars at 19. Uh, Atlanta total yards 312. Uh, a game while 346 for the Jags at passing yardage Atlanta, uh, with, uh, Baker Mayfield, uh, at, uh, no, Baker Mayfield plays for that side, uh, a young man from, uh, Cincinnati that's their quarterback, Ritter, Desmond Ritter, throwing for only 184 yards a game. Meanwhile, uh, uh, Lawrence is throwing for 248, uh, rushing yards, Atlanta 128, uh, Jacksonville 98, uh, third down efficiency, they're both about the same, uh, th- 31 for the, uh, Atlanta, 30 for the Jags, uh, fourth down conversion, 60 for Atlanta, 16-7, one out of six, it tells me. Meanwhile, uh, time of possession, uh, Jacksonville was a little better, a little over 31 minutes, while Atlanta right at 29 and a half, uh, giving up points. Atlanta gives up 18 a game, Jacksonville 25, uh, yards, uh, Atlanta gives up, uh, 288, Jacksonville 348, uh, passing yards given up, Atlanta 170, 264 for the Jags, while rushing yards, Atlanta gives up 118 to 84 for the Jaguars. Uh, other games around the league, uh, this weekend, uh, we'll keep an eye on, of course, our, our bridge show, uh, tomorrow due to the fishing and hunting show. Uh, meanwhile, Miami, I think it's going to be the big game of the weekend. Uh, we'll see, of course, Miami coming up that 70 point, uh, charge against the Denver Broncos. Buffalo, meanwhile, uh, comes in at two and one. Buffalo, a two and a half point pick in that game. The over and under is 53 and a half. I thought it'd be a lot more than that. Both offenses can be quite explosive. Meanwhile, Denver and Chicago go at it, uh, Sunday at 12. Uh, meanwhile, the uh, Broncos, Sean Payton, uh, journeys stand away back home to Illinois to take on the Bears. Both teams 0-3. Somebody's going to come out with a win on that one. Meanwhile, Baltimore journeys to Cleveland. Uh, each have a loss on the year. Uh, Cleveland is a three-point pick. Uh, that's also a noon kickoff. Cincinnati at Tennessee. The See if the Bengals uh, right the ship won their first game uh, last uh uh, this past weekend, uh, as they, uh, won a game, uh, Cincinnati takes on Tennessee, who's struggling, uh, trying to score Cincinnati a two-point pick on the road. Uh, meanwhile, the Rams journey to Indianapolis. Uh, Indianapolis had a big win last week over the Ravens. Uh, the Rams coming to town, 
Uh, they're one and two against the Colts. Believe it or not, a two and one. Meanwhile, uh, Washington coming off their first loss. They're two and one against uh, Philadelphia. It's three and zero oh in uh, the uh, friendly. Uh, City of Brotherly Love. Meanwhile, Minnesota journeys to Carolina. Both are 0-3. Uh, we'll see if one can't get off the snod uh, in that game. Uh, Minnesota's a four-point pick, though. Pittsburgh journeys to Texas to take on the Texans. Uh, they're 2-1 and one against Houston, 1-2. Uh, uh, Pittsburgh, a three-point pick in that game. Las Vegas uh, will journey to uh, take on the Chargers. Uh, the Chargers are five-and-a-half-point pick in that game uh, with that. New England. Uh, the Cowboys, who fell uh, last week to the Cardinals, who would have thought that, 28-16. to Well, Dallas, six-and-a-half-point pick over the Patriots uh, in Dallas, I should say. Uh, Arizona winning their first game last week, beating the Cowboys. They journeyed to San Francisco to take on the 49ers. Meanwhile, San Francisco, a two-touchdown pick in that game. Forty-four-and-a-half uh, is over and under. Uh, we'll see if uh, Arizona can uh, knock off one of the top seeds in the NFL right now. Kansas City, uh, the world champs, they'll journey to take on the Jets. And uh, we'll take on uh, Zach Wilson. We'll see how Mahomes and company uh, perform. They're nine-and-a-half-point picks uh, up in New York. And that's going to be the late game uh, uh, Sunday evening at 7.20. Uh, I believe that game's on NBC as it is. And, of course, uh the uh, Monday night game, we'll have a doubleheader this week uh, with Monday night football as we have the past couple of weeks. But Seattle will take on the Giants uh, in New York. Uh, it's a 7-15 kickoff. It's a picket game right now. Seattle comes in 2-1. and one. Meanwhile, the Giants are 1-2 and two in that regard. So uh, with that... Um, uh, collegiate football uh, on tap this weekend. As we all know, uh, the Tigers, uh, the LSU Tigers, have a big game th- this weekend uh, along with uh, uh, UL. UL uh, will be uh, – um, I'm trying to think who they're ho- – uh, 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 I'm trying to think who – Minnesota. Yeah, they travel to Minnesota, the Golden Gophers. Uh, UL, I think, a 10 or 12-point uh, dog in that game. Uh, uh, with that, of course, LSU travels to take on the Ole Miss Rebels – and that's a five o'clock kickoff. That's a strange uh, kickoff at that time. Usually, you see six or six thirty or two thirty, three thirty. All to accommodate TV juggling things. Oh and yes. Then there's an eight o'clock game uh, that they schedule as well in the SEC. Yeah. Is also is that uh, of course uh, Colorado uh, will play USC, I believe, this weekend, and that's an eleven o'clock game uh, in Colorado. That means. Mountain time, that's 10 o'clock out there. So uh, they'll be kicking off uh, that game as the Trojans come to a boulder. The number eight Trojans, of course, Colorado suffered their first loss of the year uh, to Oregon last week by the score of 42 to 6. Another interesting game uh, uh, on that, Florida at Kentucky. Kentucky and Florida's number 22 in the country right now in the AP. But uh, Kentucky's a one point pick in that game is Coach Billy Napier's team. Uh, winning last week, uh, beating uh, Tennessee, and uh, uh, or downing that Tennessee at Charlotte, twenty-two to seven. The week before they beat Tennessee, uh, see how that's going to be interesting. Their lone loss of the year uh, was uh, uh, against, I believe, Utah uh, earlier in the year. So uh, with that, Texas A&M at Arkansas. Uh, meanwhile. Uh, uh, as we mentioned, the Cajuns journeying to Minnesota to take on the Golden Gophers. Tulane going to entertain UAB, a team UL beat by three touchdowns uh, a couple weeks ago uh, for the Cajuns. Uh, other games of note, Louisiana Tech travels to El Paso to take on UTEP. 
the the uh, Texas are two and three, uh, UTEP one and four in the year. Uh, other games uh, of note, uh, Clemson, uh, who uh, was beaten late by uh, Florida State last week, they're two and two. They journeyed to take on Syracuse up in the dome, up in Syracuse. Syracuse is four and zero. Oh, Clemson a six and a half point pick in that game. Other games of note and interest, uh, just scrolling through my uh, notes here. Uh, with that, number two, Michigan travels to Nebraska to take on the Cornhuskers. Michigan, a 17-point pick in that game. Elsewhere, Georgia, number one, Georgia's at uh, Auburn. Uh, they're a 14-and-a-half-point pick in that game as the Bulldogs, number one in the country. Kansas, 24, journeys to uh, Austin to take on the Longhorns. Both come in at 4-0. Texas, a 16-and-a-half-point pick in that ball game. Uh, just looking at uh, other games around the country of interest, uh, Missouri at number 23 takes on Vanderbilt. Missouri's 4-0, and they're 2-3. and three. Of course, they come to the meet of their schedule in the next few weeks. We talked about LSU as a 2-and-a-half-point pick over Ole Miss up in Oxford, 67-and-a-half over and under that game, a 5 o'clock kickoff. Oregon's at number nine, Stan, uh, I should say number nine, Oregon's at Stanford. Iowa State at Oklahoma's number 14. Uh, other games uh, of note, uh, Notre Dame at Duke. Duke's uh, four note. Of course, Notre Dame's four and one after that loss, last second loss to Ohio State uh, this past weekend. Uh, meanwhile, of course, Michigan State fired their coach officially, I think, uh, recently. And, yeah, it was uh, finally announced yesterday. They had, they had said, hey, we intend on firing you, but. Uh, you're not fired yet, um, but apparently they went through their checklist uh, and determined uh, they did have cause, and he's out about $79 million uh, the rest of his contract. Yeah, so uh, they'll be looking for a new coach. Uh, don't know if they'll promote within the staff uh, currently, probably will. Uh, meanwhile, South Carolina at Tennessee, Tennessee 3-1, and one, South Carolina 2-2, two and two, Tennessee a 12-point pick in that game in uh, Knoxville. Elsewhere, other games of note later on, Louisiana teams. Louisiana Monroe uh, will entertain Appalachian State. Uh, Appalachian State, a 13.5-point pick there. And uh, this past weekend, uh, Tulane celebrated their 25th anniversary of their 12-0 and team back in 98. Coach Tommy Bowden was there. Got to talk to him for a few moments, too. He just said, his, you know, his brother, Terry, is the head football coach at UL Monroe. And he said to him, man, they, 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 they don't have any money to operate anything. They did upset Army in the first game of the year uh, in Monroe. But uh, just uh, things haven't been going well for uh, for uh, Terry. But Terry last year, if my memory serves me correctly, the last game of the year towards the end of the season, upset UL uh, the Cajuns uh, last year. Meanwhile, and I think his offensive coordinator was at one time was uh, Roderick uh, with that, Rich Roderick. Of course, Alabama, number 12, falling out the top 10 for the first time in many years. They're going to travel to Starkville uh, up in that uh, northern part of the state of Mississippi uh, to take on the Bulldogs. Of course, Bama, 14-and-a-half point pick in that game. That's the 8 o'clock game that night, Jeff, you had mentioned, with regards to uh, late games being played. Meanwhile, number 7, Washington travels to Arizona to take on uh, the Wildcats, who are 3-and-1. Of course, Washington, 4-and-0. And the late game that night at 9.30, uh, Nevada journeys to number 25, Fresno State. Fresno State, Owen, uh, uh, 4-0, while Nevada's 0-4. Fresno State, a little over a three-touchdown pick in that game. So uh, college football games on tap along with the NFL. So a lot of good football to watch. And uh, 
if you have access to all sports channels, you could probably have an opportunity to watch 15 games this weekend. In the meantime, it's time to take, I'll, I'll uh, tell you what, uh, before go ahead. we take the break, and we've got a couple of minutes before we want to check in with Coach Olivier, but I'm not sure if you saw this, but uh, finally uh, the principals are going to vote. Oh. Uh, a special called meeting of uh, the LHSAA member schools will vote Tuesday at 1 o'clock, or at least they have the opportunity to vote. Um, the select definition is the only item on the agenda. No discussion or substitute motions will be allowed, according to uh, LHSAA Parliamentary Council Amy Lowe. Other parameters for the voting are being finalized, according to uh, LHSAA spokesperson Vincent Cassiopa. Lawsuit filed by nine schools uh, from Monroe and central Louisiana, as we talked about last month, led to a preliminary injunction which would prevent the LHSAA from using the current definition of select or non-select. At that time, Judge Will Jordan of the 19th Judicial District stated that all schools should have been allowed to vote on the definition, which, of course, they've had the opportunity, but it's part of a glossary and not necessarily in the Constitution. Principals ADs registered with the LHSAA will be allowed to vote. Meeting requires a quorum to be present, so 203 of the uh, LHSAA's 404 schools, and when it says principals and athletic directors, I'm guessing it's one or the other, Yes, whoever they send to the meeting. It'll take a simple majority vote to pass because the definition is part of a glossary and not in the Constitution. So again, the definition in question had been put into place last year by the executive committee, reconfigured schools in a matter that balanced the number of select versus non-select schools, set up a new playoff structure, and again, we've talked about this in the past. It seems to me the principals have had an opportunity, at least on a couple of occasions, to do it, but uh, obviously pressed by the judge. And it'll be interesting to see the outcome, and uh, I'm sure we'll talk about it Wednesday morning. And, you know, with that, too, I'm a big believer that if you have open enrollment in a high school, kind of public, private, parochial, and you can accept a child from anywhere inside, outside the parish, public schools probably inside the parish, I think select is uh, the way to go, and I realize they might have a lot of opinions against what I just said, but uh, if you have open enrollment, I can ha- attract a kid out of a zone into my school for whatever the uh, purpose may be, uh, but you never know how the principal is. And even gonna... going back 10 years, it's why it was never called public versus private. That's right. You know, it was select, charter schools and those kind of things, and, and over these last 10 years, there have just simply been more open enrollment schools. Yeah, that's right. And I, I think that's the way to go. And it's pretty much divided pretty much uh, equally. I think it was 52 to 48. Something uh, like that. Public yeah. to uh, private parochial charter. And uh, hopefully, let's hope common sense takes forth here. But uh, you're dealing with principals. Who knows how that's going to come out with, uh, I don't know if the coaches rib the principals and say, hey, you know, we need to be in this. Yeah, we'll see. Tuesday's a vote. Did they say a particular time? Or? I think I did see 1 o'clock. Okay, so uh, hopefully sometime uh, the next morning, uh, Wednesday morning, we'll have a, a story on that and see how things went. So anyway, time to take our next break. And uh, after our break, we'll hopefully have uh, Carol Olivier with us, uh, Katie Anna Christian Lions uh, coach, talk about uh, his game last week, a uh, big thrashing. So uh, with that, stick with us. You're listening to Bayou Sports here on a big Thursday, September the 28th. 
We'll be back with uh, the coach and uh, today in sports history right after this. I am Jacob Lander, and I'm tired of seeing Louisiana fumble away good-paying jobs to our neighbors across the Sun Belt. That's why I'm running for state representative of District 49, because bringing opportunity back to Louisiana is a touchdown for all of us. As your next state representative, I will work hard to expand vocational training programs so that all of our people can have the tools to succeed. I am Jacob Landry, and I am a proven job creator. All I need is your support and your vote. Paid for by the Jacob Landry for Louisiana campaign. With more than 50 years of pain diagnosis and pain relief experience, Headache and Pain Center offers the latest in interventional pain relief techniques at two locations in Gray and here in New Iberia. Compassionate board certified physicians and the caring staff offer minimally invasive ultrasound and fluoroscopy guided procedures that diminish or eliminate pain without open surgery, opioids, or major downtime. When you're in pain, you know who to call. Headache and Pain Center, 337-560-0880 or go to answertopain.com. Is it time for a new roof or to repair the old one? Hi, this is Jake Blanchard with L.A. Classic Roofing. We're a third-generation roofing contractor that has been in the business for over 70 years. As a locally owned and operated company, we're also licensed and insured for your peace of mind. We offer free estimates and a $100 referral fee for full roof replacement. Check us out on Facebook at L.A. Classic Roofing. And the number to call is 465-3888. L.A. Classic Roofing, professional roofing solutions since the 1950s. Hi, this is Boxcar Bajero inviting you to join me and PGA Golf professional Teddy Slyman for Chip Shots. Mondays from 5 to 6 p.m. We'll take an in-depth look at the local, state, and national golf scenes. And we invite you to chip in with your calls at 367-1240. Chip Shots is sponsored by GolfBalls.com and our local golf clubs, Eagle Ridge, Kane Row, and Sugar Oak. So let's make it tea time for 5 p.m. on Mondays for Chip Shots on Kane. Dream us live on Kane1240.com and catch the podcast for the next day. Now back to Bayou Sports. Phone lines are open to talk sports at 367-1240. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on a big Thursday, September the 28th on uh, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. And on the line with us is uh, head football coach of the Acadiana Christian Lions, uh, Carol Olivier. And good morning, coach, and welcome to the show. Good morning. How you guys doing this morning? Well, we know you're feeling pretty good this morning after a big win uh, last week. Of course, that game was carried here on Kane Radio Thursday night over in Generet. And uh, your team uh, with a big 44 to nothing win. And, Coach, why don't you uh, give us a little playback on what took place last uh, Friday. I think it was also, uh, I think, senior night for you, if I recall. Uh, why don't you go ahead and get a little synopsis of what your team did last week, and then uh, finally on uh, who you'll be playing uh, this coming uh, weekend. Um, uh, 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 no doubt. Um, I, I think we played really well. Um, last time we played, um, uh, beginning of the season, second game of the season, we gave up two touchdowns. Um, this, this, this game here, we were able to uh, actually keep them on the end zone, so that's always a plus. So I felt like we improved. Um, I, I felt like we left some points on the board in the second half. Um, I, uh, on, on two drives, I felt like we we should have scored on and we didn't. Um, got a couple of penalties, um, uncharacteristic penalties, but again, it shined the light on the area that we needed to improve on. But being that it was senior night, all in all, I was very impressed with the way our guys played, um, uh, just being resilient, um, having the, having the sub guys in and out. Um, to get some other guys a little playing time. So I'm um, just very excited about the win. Anytime you can get one, you got to celebrate it. 
Yeah, no doubt. Coach, uh, I, I know uh, sometimes coaches don't like to single out players, uh, especially maybe when they're your own son, and you've been pretty humble about uh, Ty's uh, performance uh, in the times we've talked. That kid dominates, and uh, he really impressed the heck out of me. Wow, man, I I, I appreciate it. Uh, we've been been working hard his whole life at this, just kind of waiting his waiting waiting his time out. Just you know, um, very humble kid, man. Works hard. He's a student of the game. Um, and, and he and he couldn't do it without the team and support staff we have around him. Um, great coaches, Coach Sanford just puts him in a and and um he gives him the opportunities to be able to um play the game and play to his strengths and then all these guys that we have around him man that just do their job and it enables him to kind of shine a little bit too so we're just grateful for the opportunity yeah and a nice one-two punch there in the backfield there with Caleb Broussard he impressed and Noah Longclose on uh, both sides of the ball impressed what he had a couple of back-to-back pick sixes if I can recall right Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, just, uh, we have some guys that can, that can play. Uh, I think we have one of the better front, uh, defensive fronts and, and our, our box is really, really good. We're solid. Uh, we have, um, Jewel Wilder, uh, Malachi Kuhn and, and Everett Higgins who just, they just control the line of scrimmage in a way that it makes it easier for those guys to be able to just play free. Uh, you know, Coach, uh, if you shut somebody out, one thing's for sure, you're not going to lose that game <laughs> and uh, having a shutout, a uh, 44 to nothing game. But my question is, uh, I'm curious, uh, since I haven't been uh, around your program uh, much, uh, how many young men do you have that you dress out uh, during each game? And are some of these games where there are large breakaway scores, are you able to get younger kids into the game to give them some game time experience? Um, that's a, that's a really good question. Um, we are allowed to dress out 27 kids this year, and um, we are able to dress out right now. I think we dress out 25. Um, the, the way that goes with us is it, it, it depends on the style of the game and the way the game is going. We normally try to trickle guys in. Um, of course, I don't think that we're that elite to where um, – a 28 point lead is ever safe. Um, but lately in our league, they don't, they run the clock at 30, 30, 30 points. So, um, we've had like three games where the, the clock was running in the first half because I didn't, in like the first quarter. And, um, which, which in, it, it gives my offensive guys, like I want to say two games, we only had like eight or nine plays on offense. So we, you know, so that it's tough, yeah, because you got to keep still get those guys crispy. You still got to get, you still got to try and, and give them some time. But um, when it when it allows, we, we we try to trickle those guys in a little bit at a time. Also, got to think about those guys who've been waiting their turn, and they're juniors and seniors, and they're getting the opportunity to play too. So trying to build that culture, you want those guys to look forward to that. But we do try to get them in when we can. Yeah, you know, I've had the conversation. Tony and I both have had the conversation with coaches about a running clock. And, you know, sometimes, yeah, it's it's a blowout, but you like to t- get those snaps in, uh, whether it's for younger guys or just to work on other things. Uh, you know, my board operator uh, sent me a text after the game. He's like, boy, I, I, I blinked and the second half was over. Yeah, yeah, and that's like, that's three games in a row. And now this week, 
going against Wilder, it's going to be a really, really, really tough game. It's going they, they they the top tier in our league. Um, it's been them and JPG for the last few years, especially after Birchman and Westminster left out of the league. They're they're really good, really sound football team, and that's not going to be a game like that. So. If you go three games without your ones getting good reps or working on things that you might need to have against these guys, um, then you lose. You're almost having a start. Like that's the, you know, that's that's what I fear going into this game that we have to take a quarter or two to adjust to the game speed. Um, thankfully, we have a really good scout. Um, we have some. Um, we go against our ones, so um it, it, we didn't have that last year so i'm hoping that that gives us an edge to where we don't start off flat um but it's always scary like you said to not get those snaps that we need yeah you beat uh southwest uh 20 to 8 last time what do you take away from that game and uh, apply it to saturday's game um we got to start faster um they, they they scored on us i want to say we both punted on our first drive um, they scored on us on their second drive. They they uh, and got the two point conversion, and then after that, defensively we settled in. We scored twenty points in the first half, but we were both in a dog fight in the second half. Neither one of us hit the end zone. One of our uh, kickoff returns was called back, and then we dropped um, one touchdown wide open. That'd have been a touchdown. So we left fourteen on the board in the second half. So just to play a complete game offensively and defensively. Um, you know, that's what I'm harping on these guys, like reading our keys, you know, playing as close to perfection as possible. It's tough to play in Swallow. Um, like I said, they're going to be ready. Um, they're a really good team. And I don't really think they fear us at this point because we haven't done enough to really earn their respect like that. If I'm a coach, I'm telling them, hey, they got us this time, but we got them at home. So I know they're going to come out firing and prepared. So we're excited about the challenge. What time is Saturday's game and anything else the fans need to know if they're making that trip and uh, where they play their games? Uh, we're going to play at Westlake High School. Um, kickoff's going to be at 7. It's a beautiful facility. Um, it's, it's, it's not hard to get to. Um, it's pretty much right off of, the, off of the highway once you exit off to get to Westlake. Um, kickoff at 7. Uh, I would get that 10, 15 minutes till so they don't miss anything. I don't know if it's going to be homecoming or senior night for for um, Swallow, but I'm sure they're going to be celebrating something. Understood. Well, Coach, uh, always a pleasure, and uh, again, we wish you the best of luck in your next couple of days of preparation and on Saturday night, and we'll look forward to checking back with you next Thursday. All right. Thank you so much. Yeah, good luck to you, Coach. Appreciate it. All right. Thank you. Anyway, interesting, uh, the Katie Christian Lions, uh, 5-1 and one on the year, looking for that sixth big victory. Uh, meanwhile, today in sports history here, September the 28th, uh, in 1919, the fastest major league game ever played. Check this out, folks. 51 minutes as the Giants beat the Phillies 6-1 to one in the 51-minute game. They must have been hitting the first pitch. Meanwhile, also on this date, uh, in uh, 1928, the Yankees clinched their sixth pennant of the decade. As the Yankees, the first time they ever won a pennant was in 21 after their acquisition of Babe Ruth. Of course, also in this date, 1930, Lou Gehrig's errorless streak ends at, you ready? 885 consecutive games. Lou Gehrig did not commit an error. Uh, prolific uh, hitter and also great glove man. Also in this day in 1940, Bud Brennan. 
a fan of Milwaukee Stadium, races out of the stands and attempts to tackle Tom Harmon at the three-yard line. Of course, Tom Harmon, the Heisman Trophy winner at Michigan, easily invades Brennan in 1940 as Michigan's uh, Tom Harmon that day runs for 72, 86, and 94 yards. And the comment Harmon made after the game uh, with uh, with that is that they, they couldn't tackle me, but Brennan couldn't tackle me coming out of the stands either that afternoon. Elsewhere on this date, uh, 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 as we said, 1952, St. Louis Cardinals outfielder Stan Musial makes his only major league pitching appearance, throwing one pitch to the Cubs, Frankie Baumholtz, uh, in that, don't know if he retired him or not, in that one pitch. Also on this date, 1955, the first World Series color TV broadcast on NBC as the Yanks beat the Dodgers in that ball game. But the Dodgers went on to beat the Yanks uh, with Donnie Padres throwing a 2 nothing complete game win over the Yanks in Game 7 at Yankee Stadium, too, for the Dodgers' only win World Series in Brooklyn. Elsewhere in this date, 1969, Minnesota Vikings quarterback Joe Cap, Yeah, the walking man stick uh, in uh, – the, the Burt Reynolds movie passes for seven touchdowns that afternoon to beat the Colts 52 to 14, a home win for the Vikings uh, in that match. Of course, the Vikings went on to lose the Super Bowl to the Chiefs in O'Tulane Stadium uh, that year. Also in this date, 1976, Muhammad Ali beats Ken Norton in a 15-round unanimous decision on points uh, for the WBA and the WBC in the ring uh, heavyweight boxing title. Also in this date, 1988, uh, L.A. Dodger Oral Bulldog Hershiser, as Tommy Lasorda used to call him, breaks the Dodgers' Don Drysdale's record for pitching 59 consecutive scoreless innings. Also in this date, in 1996, Troy Davis, who was a Saints draft pick back in the day of Iowa State, runs for 378 yards, a third highest total in collegiate football game history. Also on this date in 2003, in the final game played at Philadelphia's Veterans Stadium, the Atlanta Braves beat the Phillies 5-2. to Also on this date in 2008, the last game played at Shea Stadium before its demolition happens between uh, the Mets and the Florida Marlins. The Marlins win that game 4-2. Also in 2022, today's date, uh, New York Yankees' Aaron Judge hits his 61st home run of the season, tying Roger Maris's AL record. And I want to say, didn't he go six or seven games before he hit number 62 to rake Maris's record? Yeah, he did. Uh, he kind of went in a funk right there and uh, hitting home runs. Also, birthdays on this day. Believe it or not, Tom Harmon celebrated his birthday with that prolific uh, uh, game he had. Uh, Tom Harmon, of course, a Hall of Famer and uh, also the Heisman winner in 1940 out of Michigan. Father of Mark Harmon. That's right. Right, that's right, uh, of uh, NCIS fame. Also, uh, of course, he was a great broadcaster. He was born in Rensselaer, uh, Indiana. Deaths on this date, uh, passing away on this date, one of the great female tennis players of all time, uh, on dying in 2003, it was Althea Gibson. And she won seven Grand Slam titles, uh, dies of respiratory and bladder infections at uh, 76. Anyway, go back to the quote of the day. Of course, uh, on this day, Ted Williams, uh, of course, he went six, uh, uh, six for eight to get his average above 400. And Williams went on to say, if I'm going to be a 400 hitter, 
I want to have more than my toenails on the line. Of course, he means in the batter's box. He had a .39955 average heading to the final day of the season. He went 6 for 8 in the doubleheader the last day of the season, way back in 1941. But believe it or not, didn't win the MVP in the American League as Joe DiMaggio had a 56-game hitting streak, hit about 340 that year, and uh, beat out Ted Williams for the MVP of the American League. Same day, 19 years later, would be his final game and a home run in his last at-bat. That's right. That's right. And uh, I want to say in uh, uh, Fenway Park, hit his home run uh, yeah. at his last at-bat. Anyway, uh, that's it in sports history today, Jeff, here on a big uh, Thursday, September 28th. Uh, now back to you. All right. As always, thanks to our guests today, Josh Learman, head coach at Nish, and Carol Olivier at Acadiana Christian School. Appreciate them joining us uh, tomorrow. Again, as Tony previously mentioned, fishing and hunting show at 710, and then Bayou Sports at about 745. Big thanks to our sponsors, as always. Bayou Sports brought to us by Jacob Landry, candidate for state rep, District 49, L.A. Classic Roofing, the Headache and Pain Center, Cane Row Golf and Turf Club, and the Schwing Insurance Agency.